Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer Welcome back to another episode of Oh Shoot. Today is one of my favorite episodes. We are doing a confessions episode and I have with me Charlie. You can say something because this is audio, babe. Yeah, no, I get it. I just didn't want to cut you (laughs) off in your intro. You know, you got your flow going and I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate it. So yeah, Charlie is here for another episode. I love the confessions episode we neither one of us had really read through them like I looked like quickly glanced at a few of them but like truly we are just gonna be completely blindsided by these which I think is kind of better I think it needs to be like that yes we want to have the uncut the raw the candid reactions to the real situations you guys face on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's weekly. I feel like for some people, it's just like, you know. Oh, there are horror stories happening all the That's time. That's true. So I, this Saturday, actually shot a wedding without Charlie. And this has been like one of the first, well, I went, I think it was the second time that I had a wedding where I had a second shooter and Charlie didn't come. So it was like a completely different dynamic. I feel like the whole day I was... So like I was so aware of myself because when I'm shooting with Charlie, it's just like he's like an extension of me. Like we have a flow like I know how we work together. But when you have someone that's not like the person you typically work with, I just like I don't know. I was very self-aware. I was like, am I being too bossy? Like I need to watch my tone. Like I like I want to make sure I'm not like being yeah I think like overly bossy was a thing that I was concerned about like I didn't want this person to go home and literally be like oh I hate working with Cassidy she's the worst so I wanted to be very aware of that because like if Charlie goes home and says that like (laughs) whatever okay that's nice to know thanks (laughs) just another level of like social awareness that yeah you don't really get to turn off that you're just kind of hyper aware all day long right and I kind of feel like because I wasn't working with someone that I normally do. I needed to be very clear as to what I would expect, but I also didn't want to like micromanage her because like she's an artist, like she can get her own stuff. Like with us, like I don't have to tell you anymore what to get, but like at the very beginning of us working together, I did have to tell you everything that I wanted and everything I expected. So with her, I didn't want to like overdo it. Like, I didn't want to be that person that's, like, annoying to work with where, like, I say, get this, get that, go, go, go. Like, so I was, I think I probably was on, like, the other end of that where I was way too laxed about it. But how was your disc golf tournament? I think I did tell everyone 
about the tournament. Maybe I didn't. I think that was on my YouTube. No, probably not. I I don't know. I it, so here's my short little plug. The Grand Rapids disc golf scene is insane. You got to get out there Grand and check Ra- it out. Grand Rapids is where we live, by the way. I'm pretty sure there's hardly anyone that listens to this podcast that actually lives here. Baby. Yeah. Well, if you are a fan of disc golf and you happen to find yourself in the Midwest at all, feel free to do yourself a favor and make a day trip and come up to Grand Rapids. Maybe hang out with us, grab some coffee, and then you and I, we can get out there and hit some of the best disc golf places that you will ever play because Grand Rapids is like a mecca for disc golf. I know a lot of people nationwide might not agree with that, but man, the amount of like concentrated 18-hole full courses that are around the Grand Rapids area is just wild, and it's a great time. Why are you saying that? Yeah, so the reason why I ended up like short notice had to cancel on Cassidy was because I wasn't aware of when my tournament was going to be because this was a tournament that was related to a league that I had been playing in for the entire summer. And because of cancellations and other things, the date was kind of up in the air as to when it would actually be. So we had to get to the end of the league I don't know, just like finale or the closing of the league season to then be able to see the compilation of people's rounds accumulated over the summer to then have a ranking of all the people that qualified for this club tournament. And I qualified because I played enough rounds and it was sweet. Out of like 300 people, I was ranked like 39th and then you get paired off in partners based on high to low and yeah. we played in the tournament and it went really well. Yeah. So he found out like it was like eight days before the tournament date that it was going to be like on a Saturday. So like if you are aware of how it works in the wedding industry, that's a really like short notice for finding a second shooter. So that was like a whole thing in itself. But I want Charlie to be able to go and like, I don't know, do the things that he loves and like take a little bit of him time. And he, literally he works every single weekend with me. So this was kind of like his one pass to go and do something. And yeah, so that was this past weekend. And now I literally have not seen Charlie for like four days straight. Cause he's been working and doing fences and stuff and not working with me. So today we Went to a coffee shop this morning. Oh, I made us cinnamon rolls. Yes. Cassidy, I'm a good wife. Cassidy treated us this morning for sure. I I was kind of run into the ground over the last couple of days. I had a friend that kind of ran into a snag at the beginning of the week. And I was able to kind of help him out in a pinch and fill in for him and run his crew for the week. Um, but it's definitely tough work being out there for so long. So if you have any uh, blue collar friends or blue collar spouses or people that you're connected with give them a hug tell them you love them and thank them for their work because they work really hard yeah so today has been a nice fun day and we get to record a podcast together which is also so fun um okay so is there anything else that you want to tell the listeners just uh if you are standing i would sit down Buckle yourselves up and get ready to hear some crazy stories. Literally. So we may or may not have sprinkled in our own confessions in here as well. So, yeah, we definitely are not going to say if it's one of our confessions, but 
We'll see. How we'll goes. let you guess. Yeah, for real. Also, I had um, a few people like tell me about like them submitting their own confessions in here. So, yeah, this is going to be interesting. I say let's get into it. Without further ado. Yeah. Okay. So we're just going to go back and forth. So I'm going to read one. Charlie's going to read one. And like I said, we have not really looked at these. I looked at the first like three or four. So if they're long, lengthy, that's what I like about these. Like they are a little bit longer. So you get a lot of detail because I feel like sometimes with like the Instagram question boxes, you literally only get like eight words before you get cut off. Yeah. Some of them are short and sweet, but yeah, short and sweet and not so sweet. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. This first one, I took a be real during the couple ceremony and nearly missed a pic of them saying their vows because of it. This is honestly something I could see Cassidy doing. <laughs> I, yes, I, when I saw this, I literally was like, not the be real. Like, the be, okay, be real has taken over, like, has taken over life, I feel like. I have heard of people, like, in New York City walking on the street and the be real goes off and everyone on the street stops exactly what they're doing and pulls out their phone. I almost feel like it is a, stop in time like time just stops you take your be real for that two minutes and then life resumes again so I'm sure that's kind of what this photographer was feeling but at the same time like when you're shooting a wedding the vows do not stop the ceremony does not stop that is perfect timing though I bet that be real was awesome yeah, imagine if like the groom had his phone in his pocket and oh, his beer went no. off too. Like, could you, you, think you pulls that out in the middle of your ceremony? Yeah, yeah I don't know. it kind of depends on the couple. Yeah, or like one of the guests. Like, I bet like some of the guests got the be real too. I mean, if you're a person that's like into be real, I don't know. Think for yourself. Would you be stoked that your be real is going off in the middle of your wedding ceremony and you get that selfie and it's like the ultimate be real? Or yeah, are you gonna? wait and post late i i think i would wait and post late like i think well obviously if you are the one getting married you do not have your phone up there with you like i'm pretty sure you don't have your phone up there with you so if it went off i would wait until like after the ceremony because there's usually a little bit of a lull like when you sign your marriage license and stuff but that's when i would do my b-roll yeah if you can't tell i'm definitely joking but it's yeah i don't know it's just a thought yeah just a thought. I would not pause my wedding ceremony no, for be real. I don't have be real on my phone, so I never get the be real notification. It goes off at I feel like either the best or the worst times. Like it either goes off when I'm doing the best thing ever. Like yesterday it went off and I was with Appa downtown and and Appa was in the backpack. Like it was perfect. But then like the other night it went off and I was literally laying on the couch with no makeup watching something on my laptop. And I was like, no, I am not like this is I'm not doing the V-roll right now. Well, it doesn't give you any choice. It, that's the whole reason it wants to strip you of the ability to fabricate your social media. Yeah. So I be feel real, like man. I could talk about B-roll for a long time because it's a very interesting social media platform. But let's keep going. Yes. OK, so it is my turn to share. Let's see what the next one is in just a second. Charlie, you gotta be ready. You gotta I'm be not ready. Ready. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm. Do you gonna... have the next one? You do the next one. No, I don't have the I next can't... one. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I lost my option to toggle from point to point. I don't know why my browser did that, but here's the next one. 
I shot in the same field in front of my house for months because I couldn't drive anywhere else. But just told people because it's the cutest place to take photos. Okay, so they were telling people, come to this field. It's the best place to take photos. But it actually was just because they couldn't drive anywhere and they could like walk to it. Yeah. That's, hey, you got to do what you got to do. Like, I have heard of photographers like not being able to drive for whatever reason, like their car's not working or like whatever, or like they like had a surgery before they're not allowed to drive and they will just, you just do what you got to do. Like that. I think that's actually a perfect scenario. Like if it's a good place to shoot, who needs to know? Yeah. No one needs to know. No one needs to know. I honestly, I, I live like super close to downtown in our area and I am constantly like downtown is the best place to shoot. Like, (laughs) Come downtown. Like, it is the cutest. You will get the best photos. And I do think it's really cute, but also, like, it's so close. Yeah. I mean, if you can give yourself a three-minute commute time, yeah, why not? Why not? (laughs) Okay. So, I am building my portfolio, and I organized an elopement-style session with a couple that was coming over from another state for a trip. They agreed to model for free and everything was going well. I ordered flowers, makeup, dress, chose a few locations and backup locations. On the way to the shoot, the couple's car broke down and they spent some time at the mechanic. They came one hour late to makeup and the makeup artist just disappeared. She wouldn't respond at all. They couldn't find her studio and they left. The models thought I was really unprofessional and got very dramatic about it. Apparently, the makeup artist had an emergency with her kids and felt so bad that she decided to fill in for the models with her boyfriend and started to get ready. I agreed, but the light was already going away. We were late for sunset. When she showed up, she had blue hair and no wedding hairstyle at all. The guy was late and the sun was about to disappear on the horizon. So we ended up shooting in the darkness with flash, which turned out terrible because I've never done that before. Oh, man. (laughs) Crickets. (laughs) listen to the crickets i feel like it just kept getting worse and worse like the mechanic and then the couple so okay the couple just like got there and then like didn't model like they got to the makeup artist place and then like they just didn't model well wasn't it when they got there that the makeup artist wasn't there so they couldn't get ready to be models yeah so then the makeup artist just went and well, because at the same Modeled? time, the, the makeup artist had an emergency, so she oh, had right. to leave with her kids. There's a lot of different moving pieces here. So, so what happened to the models? They just left. The models got uptight about it because of the, the situation. With the makeup artist. Got mad at the photographer that was hosting it. Right. And said, all right, peace out. You suck. But and they came from out of state. Like, don't you think that you would try to stick it out? I mean, if you're a good person. Yeah. Otherwise, okay. you're like, well, I mean, on the flip side of that, it's like I drove out of state and you're making me wait around for nothing. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. I can it see is what it is. I kind of feel like sometimes, though, like flash photos in the dark, that could kind of be a vibe. Like, it's definitely not the vibe you're going for. But like sometimes, like, I don't know, like I've seen people who miss sunset and then just do like direct flash in a field at, during blue hour. And it's just it's a cool vibe right now. Like I feel like right now it's really trendy and cool. Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you can execute well and use your flash in that type of way, there are definitely some sweet ideas and kind of concepts that you can work around to be able to make it look good. But this person also said that they had never done it before. So they got caught 
off guard trying to do something new and it doesn't always work out well. I so. feel like with styled sessions and styled sheets and like stuff like this, where you ask people to model it just like, there's so many variables that are out of your control. And this is just a perfect example of that. Like the makeup artist can flake, the hairstylist can flake, the models could flake or something can happen. Like, I feel like that's why I try to schedule things like, I don't know, like I give, let's say I only need an hour and a half to shoot and sunsets at 8.30. Instead of being like, okay, we'll do 7.30. I'm literally like, okay, let's do 6.30. Because you just never know what's going to happen. And then like, if you want to wait until sunset, you can. But like at the end of the day, it's just like, it's good to be... I don't know. It's good to be ahead of the schedule, but also you want to get the good light. Mm-hmm. Everything is very dependent on light. Yeah. So that's hard. Yeah. Try to incorporate buffers into your schedules. I pretty much never smoke weed or do edibles. So my experience is super limited, but I did go on a trip to some national parks and took half an edible one day. I did absolutely nothing. So the next day I took a whole one around 10 a.m. as we did some hiking. It hit me like two hours later, and I felt literally drunk for hours. It was horrible, honestly. I was so out of it and struggling to hike in the hot sun. (laughs) Will I make the same mistake twice? Never. The problem was, I had a shoot that night. I was certain it would wear off eight hours later, but my lightweight dumb self couldn't get back to normal, (laughs) even after lots of food and water. I showed up. I showed up to the shoot still kind of high and doing my best to focus and act normal. Even scarier, I was shooting for a photographer and her spouse. Overall, the shoot ended up turning out amazing, but I have never focused so hard on (laughs) trying to speak slash act normal to my clients as we walked to the shoot location while my brain was playing tricks on me. I was so paranoid the whole time. Thankfully, shooting made me sober up pretty fast, but I never told the couple. Oh my gosh. That's actually so freaky. We have like another story that someone wrote in that they said that they were like hung over while they were shooting. I am also very much a lightweight. So I feel like I could like, yeah, that's just like, no, like it's just risky. I don't know. Unless you like have done that stuff before and you know how your body reacts with this person literally had no idea how their body's going to react. And can you imagine like, I wonder if the couple knew. I, I mean, they, they said that they were able to pull it together and yeah. that the shoot turned out amazing. Yeah. So. If it was one of those things where like you just really feel it on the inside, but like your couple had no idea or like the couple had a little bit of an inkling, but they probably never met the photographer before. So maybe they just thought that that's how they are. Listen, man, I don't have a lot of experience in those types either. of areas. But <laughs> I have no experience. I would assume that mixing together, being exhausted and being dehydrated and taking the edible previous to the food and water. No amount of food and water after you've already reached that point is going to like make it wear off. I could be wrong. I'm sure that there are ways to kind of counteract, but I feel like the food and water has to come previous to that. Otherwise, I feel like you're going to just get hit pretty hard if you're like exhausted and dehydrated and hiking in the sun and you're on an edible. I think it's just funny like... It's like the first time that they do it. And then like literally it lasts like all day. That's just so funny. That's wild. Yes. Okay. Let's go to the next one. Hi, Cass. I love you and you're such an inspo. My goal is to become a full-time wedding photographer by January 2023. 
and literally owe it all to your tips and tricks on your podcast and socials. Just wanted to say thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Anyways, I was shooting a couple for free just to help grow my portfolio. It was going really well until the end. I always ask my couples at the very end of the shoot if there's any other poses or prompts they want before we wrap up. I do that too, by the way. I always ask people like at the very end if there's anything that I miss. Just it's like a good safe thing to do. Okay. Sorry. That was just me. Okay. The guy was standing behind the girl and he puts his hand in his pocket and flashes something at me, then hides it so his girlfriend wouldn't see. Oh, gosh. He looks at me and says, can we go back to the first spot at the beginning? When I say I had a mini heart attack, I'm not even kidding you. At first, I could not put together what it was as my brain was trying to wrap my head around what was going on. The girl is 16 years old. There's no way it's an engagement ring. Nevertheless, my heart is pounding. Then we finally walk over to the spot and he looks at her and says nothing. Then he pulls out the little box and opens it up. It sure indeed was a ring. Thanks for the warning, buddy. (laughs) Her reaction was absolutely priceless. She looks at him, takes a step back. He goes to give her a huge hug and she completely denies it and goes for a good old buddy, buddy high five. Let me just say they broke up six months later. That's pretty You're wild. joking. That is crazy. There's a lot to unpack there. Let me just say, if anyone is listening to this and you are not a photographer, like, you got to let the photographer know if you're planning on proposing. Like, yes, it's great to surprise your fiance or whoever, your partner, whoever you're with. It is not good to surprise the photographer. Like, it is, that is like going to the dentist and randomly being like, surprise, I want braces. Like, no, like they need to prep and get your braces ready so that they can do it right. They can't just give you braces on the spot. Are you like speaking from experience or something? (laughs) No, it's just the first thing that popped (laughs) in my head. I don't know why I said that. You had someone try to randomly give you braces. No, but it's just the concept of like when it's someone's profession, like you have to prep them a little bit like I, I I think okay yes he flashed the ring before great but like and okay then let's talk about the fact that they're 16 and literally she gave him a high five do you think she took the I'm saying she I don't know who this person is that wrote in do you think that they like took photos of the high five and delivered the <laughs> high five honestly I would have I would have like got that good action shot of like them with their hands together and then I totally would have delivered oh it. my goodness that I mean I don't even know what to say about that. That's just like almost like a meme, like returning, Literally. returning that like gallery with <laughs> the high five picture. Yeah. Or do you even like <laughs> include any of those pictures? Like, do you do the, the do, you send, do you send them the, the gallery of him getting rejected? I have no idea. Do you ask him if he wants a refund? No. Oh, gosh. You do not. You, if anything, they pay you more for the emotional distress. There's no way I would give them a refund. I don't know. I just, as a guy, I feel bad for him. I'd be like, oh, bro, I'm sorry. Like, they probably, they, pro- they still got like couples photos out of it. Well, you know? Yeah. They also broke up. So, yeah. That's true. Just photos to look back on a uh, pretty awkward time. Bro, that was, that is absolutely nuts. Okay, let's go to the next one. This one is really short. Oh, yeah. This one is really short. And 
just listen to this. Miss the confetti shot to boink the second photographer. Wait, what? <laughs> That's literally it. Wait, what? Wait, what is this? Miss the confetti shot to boink the second photographer. Boink? Does that mean like? <laughs> yes, it means exactly what you think it means. No way. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Cassidy's mind blown by the word choice. Your word choice was perfect. <laughs> that is okay. First of all, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I just need more context. Like, is the second photographer someone you've been working with? I've actually heard this that like. Sometimes the second photographer and the main shooter like hook up because they like work together all day. I mean, what can I say? <laughs> well, we're literally married, but like <laughs> I've heard of like other people like literally marrying, like meeting their spouse because they were like the second photographer or something. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just being. But dumb. and those videographers, you got to watch out for the videographers. <laughs> let's talk about the fact that they missed the confetti shot, though. Like, if you are extremely attracted to your second photographer, great, fine, but like. Don't miss the confetti shot. <laughs> yeah. Unless it was like this like super surprise thing. I don't think that's real. I think that's fake. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, hard to tell. And that's it's a confession. That's hard for me to believe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> One time a couple scheduled their shoot for a few months later. That time came and I completely forgot about it and was out of town. They contacted me asking for the address to the location and I didn't know what to do. So I told them I just got done taking a COVID test and it was positive. <gasps> I've never forgiven myself for that. We rescheduled and everything went great. They never knew. It was so sad because they were so, quote, understanding. LOL. No. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, Gotta gosh. Gotta love it. That is tricky territory. My conscience could never. That, I mean, okay. <laughs> I hate to be, like, good, smart thinking, but also, like, if you don't know you have a shoot, like, first of all, let's use HoneyBook. Let's stay organized. We love organized queens. Get those calendars going. Yes. But, I mean, there are times where it's, like, it, you just forget or, like, you just didn't look at your calendar ahead of time. I totally get it. Yeah. I'm glad that they were understanding, but, like... <laughs> Let's not do it in the future. <laughs> I think the moral of the story is try to have a routine part of your schedule where you check your calendar every day. Yes. Yes. There and we go. I feel like this probably was a situation where like they just like skipped over it or didn't see or just like, I don't know. Sometimes I have things in my calendar and it's been in my calendar for so long that my brain just like skips over it. So I had this Zoom call with like some insurance person. And I saw it on my calendar. I kept looking at my calendar. I was like, I have nothing else today. I'm going to go take a nap. And then literally I get a phone call from the insurance person like, hey, I'm on the Zoom call. And I'm like, it was in my calendar. It's just like one of those things where sometimes your brain like actually skips over it because it's been in your calendar for so long. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the next one is photography related. This person says, I stopped photographing weddings because I thought I was like, quote unquote, the bad luck to the wedding couples I photographed. Oh, no. It felt like every couple I photographed, they had split up, divorced, <gasps> or ended up hating each other. Oh. I don't do weddings anymore because I have a kid now and it's too draining. But that was really my big reason for quitting. Seven couples have called it quits. <gasps> 
Only two had called it quits like a few years after and the other five were within the following year. No. I now try to focus on families, couples, and senior photography. Because this person would prefer to split up families instead of couples. <laughs> I, they 100% are the reason. There is not a chance. Like that is, I could see like, okay, you have one couple that splits up. like. Okay, like the chances are that's a pretty normal like chance based on statistics. If it's every single wedding, good call. Yeah, I mean, if you're at the point where you've had seven different couples, yeah, split, I would I would start. I just cannot fathom. Or is it like just like the people that are booking you? Like I don't, I cannot fathom that. I okay, I don't think I've ever had anyone split up I had one couple that I did their engagement photos and they like booked me for their wedding and they like split up before their wedding that was the only time I've ever had anyone split up I guess also like maybe they I don't know I thought I follow most of my couples on social media though after but how would you know like if you don't want people to know you just don't post about it yeah I mean only time will tell Oh, that is crazy. I cannot even fathom that. Man. Okay. You ready for the next one? hmm I had a wedding on the hottest day of the year. To start off, my couple didn't have a timeline, and they didn't give me a family photo list. So I was already freaking out before I even got there. The ceremony was so hot in the direct sun, and afterwards, we were supposed to do family photos and then all of the bridals afterwards. When the ceremony was done, the couple basically decided that it was too hot. They did the family photos and they didn't want to do any bridals. Granted, we only had done about five minutes of bride and groom photos during the first look and had no bridal party photos. They basically made an executive decision to enter into their reception for cocktail hour at 3.30. And their their dinner wasn't until 6 p.m. So everyone was sitting around for two and a half hours. I was going to say, enjoy your two and a half hour cocktail hour. Yeah, that sucks. On top of it all, they had seats for 150 people and only 75 people showed up. By the time that sunset portraits came around, there were about 20 people left at the wedding. No one had danced and it was a train wreck. We ended up getting all of the bridal party photos and the bride and groom photos that we needed to, but... It looked as if (laughs) everyone was drunk or super sweaty in the photos because it was sunset and everyone had been drinking. That really just didn't stop. No. Just kind of escalated all the way through. I, it's the two and a half hours of cocktail hour. I mean, the shooting in direct sun is always hard. And when it's that hot, it like people are wearing suits and stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah, we get it, but. They also, like, didn't anticipate, like, hey, maybe if we're going to be sitting outside for that long that we shouldn't be saving all of our bridal portraits for after the ceremony. I don't know. It just, it sucks also that, like, everyone had left. So, like, that, that's hard. Yeah, getting to the end of the day and you only have, like, 20 people left at your wedding. Right. And, like, as a photographer, like, you just have to, like, capture what's there. And I'm sure there was probably, like, nothing going on. Yeah, that's got to be really awkward for them. Like, what did you do? Like, 
as you're waiting for photos like right. w- you weren't you obviously weren't taking photos that entire yeah. time like <laughs> you just act like you're taking photos yeah, just kind of like oh yeah yeah oh good okay. fun dancing yeah <laughs> okay let's go to the next one um i'll read this one i accidentally stepped on a br- on the bride's dress while helping her get up the stairs <gasps> left oh Oh my gosh, left a 20 centimeter big hole in the dress right under her butt. And then there's like 10 upside down smiley faces. Oh my goodness. Man, you got a spatial awareness and social awareness. <laughs> All of these things are necessities for yeah. photographers. That is, no, I, the dress thing, like, brides before the ceremony are so picky about how their dress looks and rightfully so because no one else has seen it yet they don't want to walk down the aisle with like a dirty dress so like I try to be so careful about where we go for photos and like stepping on it and stuff I don't understand though how you I guess they probably stepped on the train and then that just like tore off oh, that yeah, section for sure I mean and this person could try to be careful all the time. Yeah. Accidents happen, but still that, like, to be caught in that situation, to be the one that made that hole in the dress. Yeah. I would simply pass away. I feel like, it, like, if you think about car accidents and, like, insurance, if you're the one that rear ends or, like, T-bones someone. Yeah. Like, yeah, you feel bad, but you have insurance. But it's like, you tore the bride's dress on the day of. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> you don't have insurance, you apparently. Patch it up or something. I don't know. I'm confused <laughs> about the insurance thing. No, what? it's just like you have something to cover you in that situation oh. with a car accident if it's your fault. But like right. a bride's wedding dress is so valuable to them and they probably paid as much money as a as a low-end used car for that thing. And here you are. You just rip it up. Okay, sorry. I literally just had, like, a sneeze attack. I just sneezed, like, actually, like, ten times in a row. You know when you just keep sneezing? Yeah. And you don't stop? Yeah, I think I have allergies. Machine like, gun action. Yeah, yeah, Cassidy's eyes are watering up it's pretty bad. It's literally so bad. Okay, let's keep going. Maybe these confessions will distract me from my need to sneeze. This one's pretty funny. I got a brand-new audio setup that I thought worked just like my old one. But I didn't turn it on correctly for a proposal video. And uh, sorry, the typing is a little messed up. Uh, But I didn't turn it on correctly for the proposal video. And turns out that I missed his speech. (gasps) Luckily, there was also mariachis. (laughs) So I explained the issue as their music cutting into the audio, which it probably would have. Video still came out great, though. And they were more stoked because he didn't love what he said anyway. Oh, okay. (laughs) So I'm finding that the theme of a lot of these confessions is something happened that was my fault and then I lied about it. (laughs) You just had to throw the mariachi band under the bus. No, I have heard though. One of my couples has a mariachi, one of my couples in October. And they said that mariachis sound really bad outside. Like they sound really good. Oh, wait, no. It's mariachi sound bad inside. Yeah. It was, it was like this whole thing. They wanted a mariachi band, but the mariachi band literally was like, we're not going to perform inside because we don't sound good inside. We only sound good outside. Or it's like one of those two things. 
I can understand from an acoustic setting why it would depend on the building that yeah. they're in. Like if the acoustics of the building is really bad and the echoes or something, it's just like if it's like a, a lot of hard surfaces, tile and different like yeah. types of walls where a lot of windows, the sound just kind of gets yes. really It was muddy. at a greenhouse, so that's the windows. Make oh, sense. yeah. So it like something like that where all the the sound is just kind of bouncing yeah. off of the walls and it gets yeah. really muddy really quick. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So let's talk about the fact that the audio just stopped working or you didn't start it correctly. I feel like this is something that would happen to me. Yeah. If you get new gear, you got to mess with it. I know. Like, I feel like my biggest mistakes happen when I get new gear and I think I know how to use it. And then it turns out that I literally have no idea how to use it. I was because just going to say, like, I have no clue what's going on with this new stuff. Yeah. And I think that's happened with, like, a few different things in mind. Not, like, big mess-ups, but where I think, oh, I got this in the bag. And then I go back and, like, look at it after. And it's, like, my worst nightmare coming true. You know when your heart starts to race when you realize that, like, you messed up? Like, that would have been... A horrible feeling. I think flashes are that piece for us. <laughs> We've had some pretty tough luck with flashes yes. at different points. We've it's always worked out in the end with the flashes, but I think like the during is just yeah. Like I get it's a horrible feeling when you know that something's happening that you want to take photos of, but your gear is not functioning properly. Therefore, you can't get your the quality of photo that or video that you would prefer yeah i think the 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 hard part about the video is you don't know that your audio hadn't come through until you've finished everything right well you can check your audio before yeah which is what i'm saying you should be messing with it previous to it but in this case this person made the assumption that they knew it was going on so my water bottle accidentally emptied itself into my camera bag and killed a camera body and a lens Immediately bought a Nalgene bottle to clip outside of my bag. As you should. I've always, always thought about that. Like, I do not keep a water bottle in the same area as my gear. There was one time where I had, like, just like a big, like, normal school backpack, like, not a camera bag. And I just threw my camera in there and I threw a water bottle in there. And, like, it didn't empty itself. But... I remember thinking as I put the water bottle in, like, this is not a good idea. And I think, honestly, when you have that thought, I feel like that's always when the water bottle empties itself or breaks. It's like when you think to yourself, I shouldn't be doing this, that the worst of the worst happens. Yeah, our bags are actually waterproof. I don't know if you knew that. (gasps) I did not know that. Yeah. So get yourself a nice bag. Invest in a waterproof one and that makes sure but, it has a water bottle pocket on the outside. Right, but it's not waterproof on the inside. Like if water spills on the inside, well, like it doesn't that, matter. But that's what I'm saying. The camera compartments don't have room. You could put a water bottle in there, but why would you if it's got a water bottle pocket on the outside? Yeah, I guess that's true. Okay. Do you want to read the next one? Yep. I literally ripped my pants while photographing a mother and son. <laughs> got to get them angles. It was at the beginning of the session. I literally just had to finish the shoot and be mindful not to show my butt. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is what it is. Goodness. Ripping your pants. Uh, Wardrobe malfunctions, Gotta make the sacrifice to get the shot. I appreciate the dedication to your craft. Yes. Yeah. Mm, Lots of. So I posted a video to my Instagram, um, Instagram reels like this past week. Of like, what should I wear to shoot a wedding? And I gave like a few options. And obviously, like if I'm wearing a dress, I'm wearing shorts underneath. Like I'm not just going to like 
not wear something underneath it like come on like you know that's just common sense but maybe like as a girl I know that I mean like someone that doesn't wear dresses a lot doesn't know that whatever literally all my comments were like I would never wear a dress are you kidding me like you're gonna like have a wardrobe malfunction and I'm like I get it but also like no like I'm not like I'm wearing shorts underneath that situation with the rib pants that is just bad luck. Did I ever, I think I did tell the story about me going and shooting in that jumpsuit and using the bathroom before and then the, the, the zipper the literally zipper broken broke. on the side, breaking yeah. on the side. Yeah. That type of stuff is completely out of your control. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's just like the solution is to bring extra clothes with you yeah, wherever you, you just go. Have an extra bag. Yeah. That actually kind of sounds smart because you never know like what's going to spill on you or mm-hmm. I don't even know. I had a girl that told me once that she had a really wide legged jumpsuit and it was like one of those jumpsuits that like wasn't cropped ankle. It literally went to the floor. And while she was doing family photos, her foot got caught in the leg and she tripped and fell over and literally broke her camera. Oh no! Like fell on the camera and the camera like broke because of the jumpsuit. You need practical clothes. That is, here's the thing though. I would wear something like that. Yeah. Cassidy would definitely not wear practical clothes. Yeah. But like how you just don't know what's going to happen. I think that's just like my, what I'm saying is like, you just don't know what's going to happen. I used to back at the beginning of college buy (gasps) H&M jeans. Oh yeah. And I went through a phase of life where (laughs) I was (laughs) repeatedly ripping my pants. Charlie always was ripping his pants. (laughs) (laughs) That like SpongeBob (laughs) quote of the dude that's like, I ripped my pants. Yeah. That became was a very you. serious part of my life for a long time because I probably had about six pairs of jeans that in like three to four month increments, I was always ripping a pair yeah. of jeans and at then, the most inopportune yeah, times. We realized that it was a jean problem. Like we just needed to buy you different types yeah, of and jeans. I just started investing in nice jeans. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I had a college grad student wear a super short white dress to her session and in the photos where she sat down you could clearly see her bright pink underwear i didn't even notice until i sent the gallery to my friend and she pointed it out after i'd already delivered the gallery to the client i photoshopped the dress really quickly and added them to her gallery deleting the previous ones i still to this day have no idea if she saw the originals hopefully not that's horrible you got to keep an eye out for that stuff while you're shooting. That is something that like is pretty common. Like for me, when I shoot, like, I don't know, people wear dresses, skirts, whatever. You have to like, just be aware of it. Don't be a perv, obviously, but like as just the person that's photographing, you need to know what is going to cost you a lot of time later. Even like if you're looking at the background and there's like a traffic cone in the back, like just angle yourself a little bit so that you don't get the traffic cone or like, ha- you know get across the legs so that you don't see literally what they're wearing underneath their skirt. Like, obviously I've had the situation, so I'm not like telling this person you're a whole horrible photographer. Cause you're definitely not. Cause I've literally done that before, but like, it's just one of those things where like, you have to keep an eye out for it. Yeah. It's almost just like a respect thing for your clients. Just trying to watch out for their own personal dignity, not trying right. to expose them on their stuff. Yeah. Cause it, not everybody would, pay attention to that they could just be going through their day and miss it completely and then yeah it's kind of out of kindness he's just like hey like i don't know if you know this or if you're aware of this but i 
am taking photos and you can see this and I just want to <laughs> let you know. Yeah, literally. So. All right, let's go to the next. I'm a 16-year-old photographer and I've been shooting for about two years now. Wow, so you started at 14. Good for you. Keep after it. I just launched a website around a month ago and have booked a couple of shoots. But to be completely honest, I don't know where to go from here. I don't know if it's an age thing or something, but I always feel so embarrassed posting. I feel like since I am so young, I should post selfies and outfit pictures like the rest <laughs> of my generation. But I really just want to share my photography. It's like I get the feeling that a lot of people don't want to see the portrait photography was that I'm posting for some reason. Uh, let me read that again. It's like I get the feeling that a lot of people don't want to see the portrait photography. And uh, that was what I was posting for some reason. Uh, gotcha. I'm not really sure how to stop this feeling from coming. Any advice? Hmm. No, I think that's just a feeling you're going to have. I almost feel like it's in your head. Like you feel embarrassed to post your personal page about your work that you're doing. I mean, I have that feeling too. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's nothing wrong with being young and getting after it. I think it's the, the piece that you are so dedicated to what you, what your passion, your drive is at such a young age. And a lot of people your age don't share that type of yeah. a drive. Yeah. And I wouldn't take that as something to be embarrassed about. Yeah. I would say good for you. Get you, after it yeah. and share your work. You're literally hustling and you're probably going to create a job and a career out of it by the time you're 18. And a lot of people when they're 18 are literally just going to college to try to figure out what they're going to do at age 21, 22. So I think you're already ahead of the game. It sounds like they're also just like an entrepreneur in general, yeah. which good for you. Um, yeah, I think the posting thing, like the people that don't want to see your work and don't care about your work and only care about you as a person, they're probably going to unfollow you. Like if they, if people actually care about you as a person, they also care about your work and what you're passionate in. So sure. they are going to value you posting those things. Um, I don't know that I switched my personal page on Instagram to a business page slowly. Like I was posting my work and then I post photos of me. And I think that kind of eased my audience into just my photography stuff. But mm -hmm. I mean, that just becomes a part of like what you're passionate about. And if you're passionate about it, then post it. I mean, same with like outfits. Like if you're posting photos of your outfits, like you're passionate about that. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with it. Yeah. And I think also there's a part of it too. Like there is a side of it. If you're running your own business as like your own brand, people do want to see you as an individual too, not just your work. So there's a balance. You, yeah. you'll, you'll find it. Yeah. At my last family slash senior session, we ran out of daylight the last 20 minutes of our shoot. They drove a long way for the shoot, so I knew there wasn't any rescheduling to make up for the last 20 minutes. The package they paid for included 80 edited images. I knew I had already got that many good photos while the lighting was still decent, so I just started shooting random dark photos and deleted them all later. <laughs> hey, you know. Oh. <laughs> it is what it is. You gotta, gotta do, do what you gotta do. Yeah. Man. You go to the next one. <laughs> I had a long weekend of a wedding and large family photo shoots from out of town back to back. When I started to shoot the family session, the card th that I put into my camera was supposed to be a cleared one. I took two shots and it said full. And me not thinking and being rushed. I said, no, that's not right, and erased everything without looking. As I was uploading all the photos that night, 
I realize I erased the first four hours of the wedding no. I just shot. No. No way to retrieve them and had to tell the bride and groom. Luckily, they're the most amazing humans on the planet and are thankful to have the ceremony and everything after that, which are the most important photos. Wow. I will never do that again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so here's my little trick. I have two separate SD card cases. And when I'm shooting a wedding, I empty that I empty one case completely. So I have one case that I put the cards that have the photos from the wedding day on. So all of my cards from that one wedding day I put into that case. So Anytime I'm switching my cards out, those cards go into a separate case. And then I pull my new cards to format from a different case. So you're able to tell like, okay, these are the ones that I cannot format. These are the ones that I can format. That's a good reason to shoot on two SD cards. Um, That also just sucks. But, you know, it's one of those things where you learned it once. And this person is probably never going to do that again. Yeah. Ever, ever. Yeah, sometimes you have to learn by making the mistake, yeah. which is really unfortunate for the scenario of the, the people, but thankful that you were working with customers that were able to work with you. Yes. Um, and we're still thankful in the moment for the photos that they did have. Yeah. I think also one little tip that this is helpful for me as the person that isn't the one managing the cards all the time, but also using Cassidy's cards is her, her big case. It also depends on how many SD cards you have. But the one that she uses that are like ready to pull out and like can be formatted are vertically stored. So you only see the tops of all of them. And then the one that we empty our cards into after shooting that need to be offloaded go into a lay flat box. Yeah. And it's a, it's a really small detail, probably not that important, but having two different styles of storage yeah. helps you differentiate and make that mental note as you're going yeah. through the day. Yeah, that is just crazy. Okay, there's this guy that likes me and he told me he's a wedding photographer. My dream job is wedding photography, so I'm leading him on with the hopes that I can learn from him and get into the industry. LOL. (laughs) You're a hustler. Work those connections. (laughs) Literally work it. Wow. Yep. Thanks for the confession. <laughs> That's that is a true confession. Oh, get it off your chest. Get it off your chest. This next one's a long one, so I'm gonna sit back, listen. Yeah, make yourself comfortable. I have an ex friend. We'll call her Lindsay. That copies my every move. We started out being very supportive of one another, but something happened between us, and we are no longer friends. Now for, uh, excuse me. Now for how I think Lindsay copies me. I used to think it was just a coincidence. I'd take pictures of things around Disney, we live in Orlando, and share them to my Instagram. And then she started taking pictures of all things Disney and sharing them. No biggie, right? Then it got weird. I happened to post a picture of a flower and then the next day or so, she posted a picture of a flower. I so happened to photograph a deer and shared it. And a couple of days later, she shares a deer photo <laughs> that she took. Eventually, we went on for a couple months photographing different things. Her, Disney slash wildlife photography, and me, portraits slash travel photography. I would take photos during my trips of long winding roads through scenic views. Then I see her on a trip, taking travel photos with similar aesthetics as mine, 
especially winding road photos. I'm guessing I'm inspiring her, is what I say as I try to brush it off. No biggie. I'll support her and give it a like. Although, Lindsay doesn't give support back. Anyways, a couple months pass and we are each doing our own thing. And I try to be, try to be supportive as she's trying out portrait photography now. I go on minding my own business and starting a portrait photography business. Also, I start practicing product photography at home and sharing it on my feed once in a while. I got so much, I got so much support and kept practicing that I eventually landed a full-time product photography job. Lindsay gave me a very bland congrats and then eventually goes radio silent. No likes, no comments, no more sharing on her own social media. Then a couple months pass and she announces she's doing product photography now. What the heck? (laughs) So am I inspiring her? Is she copying me? Did I influence her? Am I overreacting? No clue. But I'm minding my own business and working on my own career and blocking out the noise. Yeah, as you should. Honestly, it just sounds like you are, yeah, inspiring, Lindsay. That's what it sounds like. And you're just kind of trailblazing your own path, like you are creating your own path. And I think that's literally all you can do. Yeah. I mean, uh, we we had a friend that was kind of working through something similar with this, uh, a friend that was doing videography, and they noticed another person that they had crossed paths with in the past was kind of going through a similar thing where they had very similar editing styles and had seen very similar video concepts come out over time. And I just told him a couple of times, I was like, hey, man, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah. Like, even if this person is, like, replicating your style, Take solace in the fact that you are having original ideas and putting out your own content. You can't yeah. control what other people do. And it's just, uh, it sucks that, that these other people kind of go after it, but that's how it is. Like, yeah, that's, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Okay. So this person says, I have almost completely broken three pairs of earrings during detail shots. <laughs> <laughs> You got to be careful during, it? yeah, that's oh, it. Oh, goodness. You have to be careful during detail shots. I, yeah. No, I mean, the, the, some of the details you get are some very expensive pieces. Yeah. Hmm. You can take your time. Yeah. Be careful. Yeah. Okay. And I'm going to read the next one too, because I just want to. I felt like the groom at my last wedding was being a little too friendly and flirty. The touch your arm, long hugs, keeping eye contact kind of thing, dot, dot, dot. And I liked it. <laughs> I think the ending is what is just like really gets me. And I liked and it. And I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least you're honest. Really? You're just, you're an honest, honest person. Man, it's their wedding day. Yeah, that is, I feel like I have no comments. Like, it's just... That's where we sip our cup of tea. Yeah, I'm like, mm, leave me out of that one. Yeah, we'll, we'll leave you be. <laughs> okay, we have time for maybe one more. Do you have a short one? A family member, don't like him at all, asked me to shoot his wedding. I added 500 euro on top of my regular pricing and told him I can give him a 200 euro discount <laughs> as a special family <laughs> offer. <laughs> Now I am going to get a nice salary to spend a day with my family that I don't really like. (laughs) Work smarter, not harder. 
this person is a genius, an icon. You replicated Black Friday for your family members. Literally. With your yes. Good for you. Okay. Jack up the prices <laughs> and give big discounts and make people think that they're getting good deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I mean, also, if you know that it's something that, like, you don't like to shoot or it's harder for you to shoot, like, I don't, raising your prices is, like, that's what you do. Like, for family sessions, I would charge way more than I would for a couple sessions because I don't prefer family sessions. So, you do what you gotta do. Just the way it goes. And Euros, thanks to our international crowd for uh, sending in a uh, confession. Yes. Or it's a U.S. person trying to act like they're from Europe so that no one can track them down. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i mean maybe you gotta conceal your confessions but yeah. if you are international thank you yes thank you guys all right that is gonna wrap up today's episode we do have a few more confessions maybe we'll record another episode soon that was interesting yeah. that was a good one got some pretty good confessions in there i do look forward to potentially doing this again yes. we always have kind of a backlog of extra ones that we don't have time to get to thank you for your submissions. sorry if we didn't get to yours but yeah. It was it was good. And I will tell you guys, we mixed in a few of our own confessions. So let's see if you can tell which one it is. We will leave that up to you yes. to decide. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I would love for you to rate and review my podcast on Spotify, Apple Music, or if you're watching on YouTube, I would love for you to subscribe. And that is it for today's episode. I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. We will catch you later. Expose my mind to clarity Oh, my spirit shudders Capture the moment, oh, to keep my sanity No wisdom rushing in So much clearer now Getting a little bit higher I'm getting good Getting a little bit better I'm climbing to the top Never gone